Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Well, today we're actually going to be starting a new study in the summer series. We do uh, every year right around uh, 4th of July, and we carry it all the way through Labor Day. And so this year we actually picked a a book, one of my favorites. It's called Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23 by W. Philip Keller. So today we're actually going to just do kind of an overview of Psalm 23, an introduction to the book. Uh, I hope that you enjoy just learning uh, how... W. Philip Keller, who is a pastor, uh, actually bought physical sheep and the things that he learned from Scripture as he tended the sheep. And so one of the great things I was telling the church is just to remember, you know, Moses was a shepherd for a period and so was David. And so there's a lot to learn uh, from tending sheep. And, and so a lot of great things from this book that we'll go over the next few weeks. And I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, so today is Psalm 23, just simply the introduction. This is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. And you can be busy doing the things of God, but you're missing the relationship of God. Because I've seen that too. You ever been around somebody where they're, they're, they're so busy with the things of God and yet their walk with God, you're going, is this person really saved? Verse 3, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. To lead, to gently lead. You can't drive sheep. Not, they're not like cattle, okay? You have to lead and they know by the voice is how they know how to obey. They know, and, and for us as sheep, it's by his word. And John 10, 4 says, and, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Do you know his voice? And, and for you as, as a believer, the way that you hear his voice is through his word. This is the, the, the biggest misconception in the church is they, they're, they're waiting to hear audibly. And now some people do hear from the Lord audibly. But the biggest way that you can hear from God today is this. And if you don't want to open this, how do you hear from Him? How are you being led? How are you knowing what your walk with God is if you don't open God's Word? That's why I always talk to you all about application. It's, about, it's not just the, the head knowledge of God's Word, but it's the heart. Remember, the inner man, the center, that's where God takes residence. And it's the walk. I, I, as a sheep, I need to know His voice so I know the direction. Can you imagine a pastor that's not in the Word of God? I can't. At least I hope there's not one out there. 
I'm sure there is, but at the end of the day, I need to know God's, God's direction for His church. Unfortunately, sheep go astray. God will go get that, that one in Luke chapter 15, verses 4. It says, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he had lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country? And it says in verse, verse 6, Rejoice with them, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous person who need, who need no repentance. Something that's very important in that scripture is God does not leave the shepherd, the shepherd, the good shepherd. Jesus doesn't leave the other sheep unattended. For some reason, we think the other ones are just floundering around. Jesus takes care of them as well. But he's going to go after that one. That's why when we, when, I don't, I don't mean to be like nosy. When I reach out to you, it's because I need to know you're okay. I want to make sure you're all right. If there's anything I need to do for you, it's not to be nosy. It's because I, I, I am the under shepherd. He's the shepherd. I'm the under shepherd. I am supposed to make sure the sheep that God has given me to attend to are okay. I love it when somebody comes and asks me, hey, have you seen so-and-so? Yeah. I reached out to him. Everything's good. Just be praying. You know, at the end of the day, we need to know his voice. You know, we need to understand that, that, that he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. If you're not in his word, he's not going to lead you in paths of righteousness because you're going the other direction than him. You're leading yourself. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3, it says, And those who are wise shall shine like the brightest, the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. We are to shine like the Son of God. We are to, to shine with righteousness, to shine to, to, to see people, uh, Christ be glorified. We are to be the salt and the light. But in order for me to do that, I need to know Jesus. That's why the name of the, the radio show that we have is Sun, Salt, and Light. Why? You need to know and grow in Jesus Christ. And you need to be the salt and the light in your community, in your marriage, and in your family. It starts at home. If you can't be the salt and the light in your marriage and your family, you've got bigger fish to fry. It starts there. Verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He's talking about the, the peaceful serenity and calm and tranquility. And death is the deepest, darkest valley. That represents the most difficult things that we can go through in this life. And, and, it's, and it's an understanding that, that in the valley, he's walking ahead of you. He's making sure things are safe. But what happens a lot of times is we just stop. And we don't follow the shepherd in the valley. Sometimes we just stop and we get upset. We get mad at God. Why am I going through this? Why am I sick? Why, am I, why are we having financial issues? Why did I lose my job? Why are we going? I'm serving you, God. There you are in the valley, not moving. And God is trying to teach you to grow closer to Him in the valley. There are going to be times in the valley where God is going to have to carry you through the valley. In Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says, You keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because He trusts in you. Somebody needs to write that one down tonight. 
Isaiah 26.3, you keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Again, do you trust the shepherd? Right? Because that's where the peace is. I mean, the storm could be just raging. The world is raging. But you have peace because you trust in the shepherd. 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 1, verses 3 and 4 it says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Fathers of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions, affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in, affli- in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So he's telling you, like, uh, the thing that you're going through, the affliction that you're going through, that person's already been through it, and they can minister to you now. And you go, wait a minute. I have to go through this, and God's going to use it for His glory. 22 years of a broken marriage. I can minister to any couple. I can tell you all the things not to do as a husband. And all the afflictions and the suffering and the, the I mean, just the pain that Teresa went through, that I went through, we are able to use that to minister to other couples. We have Jesus. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let our requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In Psalm 56, 3, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. See, many Christians tried to avoid the valley. They tried to avoid going into that dark, deep valley. Or they lose hope in the valley. And we need to be clinging to His Word and clinging to the shepherd. Isaiah 40, verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the Word of God will stand forever. That's what you cling to when you're in the valley. You cling to His Word. Psalm 119, 105, Your Word is a lamp to my feet. And a, life to my, and a light to my path. You draw near to Him. Isaiah 40 verse 11 says, He will tend His flock like a shepherd. He will gather His lambs in His arms. He will carry them in His bosom. And gently lead those that are, are, are with, with the young. Or with young. You need to understand that God is in control. He's in, the, in control as you descend into the valley. He's in control as you're in the dark, deep valley. And He's in control as He brings you back up to the mountaintop. He's in control. And we forget that. That's why knowing His character and knowing His attributes are important. Because you're going to need them. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. There's a quote that it, I remember wrote down. It says, Don't measure the size of the mountains. Talk to the one who can move it. Instead of carrying the world on your shoulders, talk to the one who holds the universe on his. He moves the mountains, not you. Trust him. Let him do the work that needs to be done. You know, fear causes a lot of problems for a lot of people. And our nation has gone through a lot of fears over the last few years. You know, whether it was fear of COVID, 
you know, before that it was they had the 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 fear of the Ebola virus, right? Or they said that swine flu would kill us. They would tell us that the Y2K would destroy everything. Y'all remember that one? Who's old enough to remember that, right? It's always something that the world wants you to fear. That's what the enemy does. That's what the enemy wants. He wants you to fear and lose hope in the valley. Because then he can isolate you. And then that's when you start to look for other things besides God. You're in that valley and you go, you know what, I, man, I walk with you, God. I serve with, I've been with you and I don't know where you're at. And you, give me the alcohol. Give me the drugs. Give me the pornography. You start filling that gap, that hole. It can be relationships with, with people. And you move from relationship to relationship to relationship and none of them give you fulfillment. Because the only one that can is the good shepherd. But you fear. You fear being alone. You fear being sick. You fear the things that are going on in this world. Turn all that noise off. See, faith is trusting what the eye can't see. The eye sees a prowling lion. Faith sees Daniel's angel. The eye sees the storm. Faith sees Noah's rainbow. Your eyes see your faults. Your faith sees your Savior. Your eyes see your guilt, your faith sees his blood. Your eyes see your grave, your faith sees a city whose builder and maker is God. This is not the end of your life if you belong to him. This will not be the last time you see me. I will be with my brother Robert in heaven. I will be with my brother, man, Jacob, I almost forgot your name. I almost said Jasmine. I was going to change you up, man, I'm sorry. With Darla and Loy and Donna and Court, Floor and Jess and Lena, we will all be celebrating and rejoicing in heaven. Now, we will gladly miss you as we divvy up your stuff. No, I'm playing. Because <laughs> you're not taking it with you. Our brother Tony, who's not here, and Reuben and Michelle, Michael. I forget my own son. My mama. She's not gone home to be with the Lord, but she's getting close. But I know I'll see her again. We need to understand, like, don't focus so much on this world. If you have to turn off the noise, then turn it off. Remember, he is the good shepherd. He will bring peace in the valley. When, when the world is chaos, he can bring peace to your heart. Because the inner man has Christ. And you need to be filling yourself with his word. Filling yourself with fellowship. I always tell people, like, when, man, when you're, when you're going through the, the, the tough times, every time a church has something, you need to be there. You need that fellowship. You need that encouragement. You need to be around other believers. It's important. Verse 5, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. I love this. I love this. You're going to find out about adder snakes. Adder snakes are about 18 inches, live about 18 inches underground. And the sheep have no idea when they come and they eat that they're snakes 18 inches below them. And if a snake bites the sheep, the sheep can die. So what does the shepherd do? The shepherd comes and he pours oil down every one of those holes. 
and the snake cannot come up the hole. The sheep are eating right below the enemy. See how good this book's going to be? And you go, man, that's nature. But man, that's, that's life. That's us. What he's telling you is he's like, look, you know, I'm going to prepare a table before me. It's like in the presence of my enemies. And he pours the, the oil and he protects them. And, the, and the, the oil also protects the sheep from getting nose flies. And, and what happens is when they get those nose flies, they will actually get into the membrane of the sheep and drives the sheep crazy. The sheep beat their head against a rock or a tree until they can kill themselves. Because that's what the enemy wants. So what the shepherd does is he anoints and oils every sheep with oil. And just like sheep, he, we have wounds. We have wounds in our heart. We have disappointments. We have bitterness. We have unforgiveness. And, and, and just like those sheep, he wants to anoint you with oil and bind those wounds up. And there's a medicinal purpose for, those, for the oil. Psalm 147.3 says he, will, he heals the brokenhearted and binds their wounds. Psalm 103 says, Know that the Lord, Lord, He is God, and is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Psalm 25, verses 1 and 2, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul, O my God, and you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. He's saying, look, they're not going to exalt over you because I'm going to prepare a table and we're going to eat and have a feast in front of them. So when you see the world raging against God, remember we talked about the rebellion of God. They're rebelling. There's a war with God. They'll never touch God. And they'll touch the church, but he, you belong to Him. He's like, look, all these things that are going on, all these enemies that are trying to come against the church, Grab that table that you're sitting at, and there's a feast coming. And you'll be eating in my presence, in front of the enemy. And they won't touch you. We need to remember that, that we put our trust in God, and, and we will not be put to shame. But don't be afraid to stand up for God. We, we've gotten too... I want to make sure I say this right, because I'm not trying to... We've, we've gotten too... There's a lot of meekness. And, and when we read the Word of God, it tells us to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It doesn't say God loves you because He loves the sinner. No, you're in sin. You need to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What you're doing is sinful. It's not right. Somebody in Seattle should have been protesting. Somebody in Seattle should have been on the phone with their city councilman or councilwoman or pronoun or whoever they are, them, they, what. It don't matter. Like, you cannot do this. And if you think that you're going to mock God, look at Brazil who had carnival. And what did, it, what did it represent? They worshiped Satan. Hours later, that street was flooded and destroyed. You think you're going to mock God? That you're going to mock my God, my shepherd? No. No. We, we stand for this. You, you stand for your family. You're the pastor of your home. You do not let the enemy in your home. 
Because he wants to steal, kill, and destroy your wife, your marriage, and your family. And that's why the men of God have to be men of God that, that trust in the shepherd and take direction from the shepherd and lead their family. Right now, you're in a time where, where, where they need your leadership more than ever. Like God is calling you to do your job. I made you a man for a reason. Buck up. Man up. Or in Texas, cowboy up. And be a man of God. And we have to. I mean, it's, it, we're, we're just seeing people with a debased mind. And what we need to be praying for, those scales to be removed that the devil has blinded them with. And we've been there. So I, it's not like I'm telling you, oh, I'm holier than now. Man, I've struggled with sexual morality. I've struggled with sin. I've struggled with, with anger and unforgiveness and bitterness. I've been through all of that. And yet, my good shepherd has helped me through all of it. And so we're not in a place where we don't know what you're going through. But be bold and share the gospel, just like we told you this past weekend. Wonderful verse in Acts chapter 4. They're praying and the, and the building shakes. Can you imagine if that was to happen? You're praying and the building shakes. And then what do you get from the Holy Spirit? Boldness to speak the Word of God. Not boldness to study the Word of God and learn the theology of the Word of God, but boldness to speak the Word of God. It's great to know the theology of God, but you need to be able to speak it. Share the gospel. Share your testimony. If you cannot share your testimony in under three minutes, we need to have a class. Okay? You need to be able to get that thing out. And, and, and let's, get, let's get the gospel out. And your testimony is not about you and your sin. Okay? You, you hit it quick. And what I mean by that is my testimony is I came to faith, went to church. I was in a broken marriage. She, she left me. Left me with all five kids. Committed adultery early on in the, in the marriage. Struggled with pornography. Struggled with anger. But God, God came into my life. God saved me. God's Word washed my heart. And on January 11, 2009, I gave my life to Christ. And my life has never been the same since. Okay, that's your testimony. There you go. Get it out. Get it out quick. Because you may only have a moment with somebody. And you need to be able to share it. Last little part of this verse, Psalm 23, verse 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You need to highlight all the days of my life. Not some of the days, but all. Not just the bad days or the good days, but all the days. You're His. You're His sheep. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, it says, If we are faithless, He will remain faithful. For He cannot deny Himself. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same Yesterday, today, and forever. Lamentations 3, verse 22. Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Right? And they're, they're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He never leaves you, never abandons you. And he says, And I, will, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 says he has made everything beautiful in its time. Also he has put eternity into man's heart yet so he can find out, cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. In Revelation chapter 7 verse 17 says for the lamb in the midst of the throne will be there the shepherd. He will guide them to the springs of living water and God will wipe away every year their eyes. And we forget that. It's important for us to remember that we need to know His voice. We need to be able to trust the attributes and the character of God. We need to know that He is our Good Shepherd and it should be personal. Is He your Lord? Is He your Shepherd? And you need to know that when you choose to follow Jesus Christ, that there is eternal security with that. That's why he says, and all shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you're his, if you're his sheep, you know his voice. So don't cling so heavy to this world, right? Have a light touch on the things of this world. And that's hard to do because, I mean, a lot of us, we, we, we may have grown up with nothing. And so when we get something, it's like, man, I didn't have this when I was a kid. <laughs> and we cling to it. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 